All right, welcome back to the morning mix. Uh, I, I want to just get right into this. Yes. Uh, Earl Bud Lee is joining us. Uh, you might have recognized a song that he wrote called Friends in Low Places, or, or maybe uh, One Night at a Time if you're a George Strait fan. Um, we're just honored to have you here in the studio today. Thank you. Absolutely. And more, most recently, uh, Blake Shelton's Who Are You When I'm Not Looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. How long have you <laughs> been um, in the business there? I'm, I'm assuming you're from Nashville. I never really got into the business. <laughs> I'm just a songwriter. <laughs> nice. I basically write for my own therapy. Oh, there <laughs> you go. True. Well, uh, some pretty big results from not being in the business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long as the well is full. They told me when I was coming along, though, this was my grandmother. Uh, told me it was all about reading, writing, and arithmetic. <laughs> I still read a lot, and I still write a lot. I do the arithmetic, and it adds up. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And uh, music is math. (laughs) It is. Yeah. So what got you started as a songwriter? Isn't that a good question? And I really don't know. (laughs) It's an affliction. (laughs) They ask me what my occupation is, and I say it's not an occupation, it's a condition. (laughs) So I, I don't know. I've had thoughts all my life. I was born in uh, 1954, so a lot was going on. I was privy to a lot, you know, watched the first man take the first step on the moon, watched the assassination of a president, watched the social movement make a nation dance to a different tune. And I went along with the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Somehow or other, I was affected. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Well, um, you uh, you have brought your trusty guitar here with you, so uh, I don't think we need to... I think I'd like to hear some music right here. Do you, yeah, this, man. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about the song you're going to uh, let our listeners enjoy? Well, this was uh, Song of the Year. I think I'll just give a little taste of uh, One Night at a Time, George Strait. Took that to number one Song of the Year, and... Uh, we wrote that song, uh, my co-writer, uh, Roger Cook. Long, cool woman in a black dress, if I could teach the world to sing. Just a ton of big hits, and then he moved across the big old pond over here and landed in Nashville. Um, and we became good buddies and writing partners. And uh, one day it was raining buckets. Roger had double booked. I showed up. The third writer didn't. <laughs> and um, we sat down and we wrote this little song. Do you like to hear it? Oh, yeah. I'm not yours and baby, you're not mine. We've got something and it sure is fine Let's take our love one night at a time There's one thing that we both agree I like you and baby you like me Let's take our love one night at a time All night Love all night, practice makes perfect, gonna get it right, gonna get it right, one night at a time. All night, love all night, practice makes perfect, gonna get it right, gonna get it right, one night at a time. Feels so right, it can't be wrong. I've got my fingers crossed. This goes on and on and tomorrow. Well, it's another day. Come on, baby, now what do you say? Let's take our love one night at a time. 
practice makes perfect gonna get it right gonna get it right one night at a time all night love all night practice makes perfect gonna get it right gonna get it right one night at a time think about you all day long it feels so right it can't be wrong I've got my fingers crossed this goes on and on and all night love all night practice makes perfect gonna get it right gonna get it right one night at a time All night, love all night Practice makes perfect, gonna get it right Gonna get it right One night at a time Hi, this is Bob Richer, chairperson of the KPCW Board of Trustees. We created the Broadcasters Club, and thanks to you, it's been a terrific success. We continue to strive to enhance our local news coverage, provide informative community-based journalism, and serve as your voice of the Wasatch back. KPCW plays a special role in defining the place we all love. Thanks for your help and support. For more information about becoming a Broadcasters Club member, please contact Jennifer at 649-9004, extension 306 or jennifer at kpcw.org. I'm with Luther Dickinson of North Mississippi All-Stars. They just played at Snow Basin's Blues, Brews, and Barbecue. They'll be in Park City, and Luther's going to be there as part of North Mississippi All-Stars and as a solo artist. That festival is September 13th and 14th. Thanks for taking time to talk to me. Of course, man. I really love alternative. Left of the Dial Radio. I assume we're left of the Dial. Oh, I brought you a sticker. Oh, yes, that's what I'm talking Listen about. 91.9. And 91.7. Boom. 88.1. Um, let's start at the beginning, your beginning. Your father was a well-known record producer. Was your home full of music or instruments or musicians? All of the above. His name was Jim Dickinson. He grew up in Memphis in the 50s. So he was like a first-generation Memphis rocker. He was like five years younger than Elvis. So, but he did sing on Sun Records. He sang on the last actual Sun record. Um, so he was, I mean, that's, that's rock and roll heaven, Memphis in the 50s, you know. So anyway, he grew up, soul music. Um, he worked with Dwayne Allman, he worked with Bob Dylan, the Rolling Stones. He had a great career. And then as a record producer, when, by the time we were around, the replacements were really big. Uh, uh, Green on Red, Chuck Prophet was a huge influence. But the replacements were a really big influence too. And also, growing up in Memphis, Dad and his friends, the Memphis Bohemians, they had made friends with the, the Memphis blues musicians. Sleepy John Estes, Furry Lewis, Buckle White, Reverend Robert Wilkins, Fred McDowell. Sleep, it was amazing, the real first generation of Memphis blue, uh, country bluesmen. And uh, they passed all those songs down to us. And yeah, music, musicians, art, artists, uh, we were homeschooled in the early days, like back when it was illegal, you know, like no, <laughs> yeah. no social security. Yeah, you get in number. trouble for that. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, and we grew up playing with our dad and his friends and, and music and family. That's pretty much my whole existence. So when you and Cody, your brother Cody, decided to go into music yourselves and start a band, um, why did you decide to call it North Mississippi All-Stars? And why did you, it seems like you're, that's your ethos of music, the North Mississippi style. What was that intentional? Yeah, it was, we became a product of, of our community outside of our dad's community that we grew up with, the Memphis music scene that we grew up in. You know, we grew up playing a lot of experimental rock and roll, but then we realized that growing up in North Mississippi, this little town called Hernando, that it dawned on me that there was this huge, amazing hill country music scene like Oath Turner, played Bamboo Cane Fife, Mississippi Fife and Drum. Um, R.L. Burnside, his grandson Cedric Burnside, who's still amazing. And Kenny Brown, they were playing. They had a great band. Junior Kimbrough had a nightclub. The scene that, that once we grew into and became hip to of all these other musical families in North Mississippi, they had their own style and their own repertoire. And we, uh, that scene changed our life. 
and uh, every night just in homage we always play at least a couple of songs from back home just because those guys took us under their wing and just like our father showed us his trade and taught us how to do what he learned and, and developed R.O. Burnside and Oath Turner they did the same for us as well so we now I'm 46 now and I, I'm always looking for students and people uh, who want to learn and pass on and, and we have to pass it on in in respect and in exchange for the, gr the graciousness and the generosity of our elders that taught us. Can you kind of describe the music? To me, it's um, like the guitar riffs are repetitive and sort of, I feel like it's trance-like. Mm -hmm. And is that the intention? It's, it's um, kind of a religious trance and, and uplifting. I'm so glad that you got that vibe from us, you know. Um, but it is, and harmonically, it's very simple and drone oriented like even delta blues or chicago blues there's more chords and more it's more moving but the hill country music is all about melody and rhythm so you have like a real repetitious beat or a repetitious riff and then the melody on top and it goes between major and minor pretty and sad and and uh that's it and the trance i think that the moonshine that that was it felt like moonshine was involved, That's but I didn't know right. if I was just extrapolating that. There were, I mean, we are, you know, I don't know, you know, we are here in the mountains, so there were some things involved today that we don't get always in Mississippi, but in Mississippi, there's always corn liquor okay. involved. And that's, that's the scene. You know, it's funny how music, be it 60s psychedelia or rap or, or 50s rock and roll or country music or whatever, it's like, the music reflects the culture, and the culture that we grew up in in Mississippi, there was a lot of corn liquor being drank. Do you think that you have a goal to preserve or promote or protect that type of music? I do, and um, to me it's about the repertoire, you know, it's like the, the production and the, the presentation is open for interpretation, but it's the repertoire, the, the poetry and the melodies, you know, that's the American oral tradition. and. Um, in the big picture of art, the big picture, American roots music is a really young art form and it needs to be protected. And it's it's because these melodies and this poetry goes goes way back, you know, back and forth, back and forth the tracks and different cultures. And you can trace it back to, to Scotland and Ireland or you can trace it back to Africa. You know, it's, it's just the human. It's part of the human DNA. Some of these melodies. I think that it's the repertoire that I'm interested in protecting. It's fun to write songs and to experiment, but on the other hand, it's good to, to keep the old wisdom. And speaking of writing songs, so you're involved with the Park City Songwriter Festival. When you think about songwriting or, or speaking to the songwriters or the people that will be attending that festival, like what, what could you pass on? What little tidbit could you pass on about songwriting and music production? Ooh, wow. Songwriting is, uh, what I like to do is try to right now you know not be political but i just don't want to be guilty of not letting how i feel be known i just don't want to be guilty of being quiet in a time when so many different people have so many different stances um and um but our music is dance party music you know so um we try to um, disguise any sort of message in, in a sing-song lullaby melody or a funky beat, you know what I mean? So it's fun to disguise your message, you know, be subversive so you don't alienate people, you know. And, and when it comes to songwriting, I like to use those old phrases that like your grandfather said or your old great uncle used to say. Like, I just like those weird things that, that we grew up hearing in our family, our, our community's vernacular, you know. It's fun to write songs with those because they're unique. Well, I was going to ask you if you start a song with a lyric or with a guitar lick or with the whole melody in, in mind, how does it come to you? I love the writing pen and paper and the, it always comes on paper and then I'll put the melody to it and then we'll, then we'll address uh, the presentation from there. But it's always words first. It's easy to write guitar music and to me that's just like water, it's just coming and going. I don't ever nail it down. But uh, I love words and I write on, sometimes I, a song will come, the best songs will just come in five minutes, but some I'll work on for five years until they're ready. And, and are, the, is this, are songs coming to you all the time or do you have like a, a sit down process to do it? I'm always open to uh, when they come, and, but um, 
I don't have a sit down process. I know people who do, you know, people do it for work every day. But, and, but my songs take a long time and groups of songs, they float around, you know, like some of the songs on um, our new record, Up and Rolling, uh, have been sitting around waiting for the right time and then they all came together and even had a common theme. And uh, I've been working on a children's record and I've got songs about family. Uh, next batch of songs I'm working on are about uh, family life, you know, and I'm 46 and my wife and I have been together forever and we have two awesome kids and our audience. You know, we all grew up together, you know, and right now my favorite show, like today, you have grandkids and, and, and our people, our fans that we recognize for the last 20 years and they've got babies running around or, right. or dancing on their hip, yeah. you know, <laughs> and that's where I'm at. And I like writing about that because I grew up writing a lot about like shaking booties and stuff, you know. There was a few I, of those songs. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I don't sing them. Um, many of the songs in my youth, I don't feel comfortable singing anymore because they're not appropriate. Okay. They were about us then when we were young and right. silly and playing college clubs you know you know and that was one thing but now i'm trying to to be appropriate you had four guitars up there and um you didn't pull out was the tin can oh and the tin can so you play it's a tin can guitar and then you sing into it and <laughs> is is there a heritage to that or is that something you made up uh, it's a tin can with a with a broom handle and a couple of strings and it's a diddly bow with oh. a and yeah, that goes back, homemade instruments go back. Cody uses the electric washboard. And uh, I hoped to play the tin can, but TSA. Um. Oh no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> How do you want to be remembered in the music industry? Man, you know, I was just thinking about this and I think, because we have a lot of students who do an annual rock and roll camp in Woodstock called Roots Rock Revival. So actually you and I spoke at a um, connections board Play, you guys had just played at Red Butte with um, Tedeschi Trucks Band. Right. And then I had to leave early to get to the airport, and then you were on my flight, and I said hello, and then we talked to the Connections Board, and you were going to New York. Yeah. So is that a camp you guys run yourself? Yeah, seven years now. We started it with Butch Trucks and O'Teal, and it's grown, and it's extended Allman Brothers and Grateful Dead families, and uh, people of all ages get together to play music, and we like to teach and pass it on. And, and what I think that I, I think I would love to be an example of or remembered by is just that you can be a working musician and support yourself and your family and just play. It's not all about being famous or playing big shows or being on TV. So you can just play your guitar, play the music you want. But if, you, if your intentions are good, I think intentions are transparent, you know? And if you're just trying to get famous or trying to get rich, you know, then nobody wants to be around that. But we just try and spread joy. And I think that's a good example for musicians, you know? Yeah. Just keep hustling. Well, you collaborate a lot. I, I've seen you play with other musicians. I think you produced Samantha Fish, one yeah. of her albums, or a couple yeah. of her albums. And then your last album, Solstice, mm -hmm. that was all collaborations. Was it all female artists on that? They were, just about. Um, having daughters really changed my life. Because yeah. uh, I grew up in, it was like a rock and roll boys club. And, but I had daughters, and instantly I saw that my first daughter responded to female vocalists. So it, what we listened to at home changed drastically. And then I just started collaborating with more and more. And playing with the ladies taught me how to play quiet, which I didn't learn playing with my brother. You know, we play loud. We, we dynamically, but loud, you know, but I have a lot of uh, friends that, that they like to play quiet and you want to play quiet for them. But the Birds of Chicago, Amy Helm, yeah. Sade Thomas, Others' granddaughter, um, uh, Samantha Fish, Daniel Nicole, yeah. so many talented singers. If you guys haven't heard Yola, I have not. Yola. Her, name, right. her full name is Yola Carter. Um, Dan Auerbach produced her record, okay. and it's fantastic. Yola is the best singer of our generation. Who have you not worked with yet that you would like to work Ooh. with? And you can go living or dead. Let's Ooh, just throw oh. it out there. Well, living, I would really like to work with Bob Weir because we get to play with Phil a lot, and he taught us the Grateful Dead repertoire by hand, and that's amazing. But... Bob brought all the blues songs into the repertoire. And we have a project with Phil called Dead Blues. And basically, all we do is play the blues and folk songs that Bob played. Okay. But, we, but the fun thing is we bring outside musicians into Phil's world for that. So we have, you know, Danielle Nicole and, and um, uh, J.D. Simo and lots of great uh, players that weren't in the Phil and Friends uh, orbit. And last time we played, we had the Blind Boys of Alabama with Phil Lesh. It was amazing. Nice. I told Phil, I was like, 
some of these guys are older than you. And he was like, it's not possible. <laughs> I was like, dude, he's estimated early 90s. So yeah, Bob would be amazing. I mean, nice. if dead, it's just, I can't even go there. And then you've also collaborated a lot with Anders Osborne. And in fact, you were in Park City with Anders uh, for a show about this time last year. Do you think that that was the genesis of the Songwriter Festival? Is that some, like, was that a, an impetus? I think Anders is just such a powerful force in nature. I would definitely attribute it all to Anders. <laughs> we all just orbit well, around Anders. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'll play second fiddle to Anders anytime, man. He's such a beautiful, beautiful person. Yeah. Well, you guys play really well together and you seem to have fun. Mm -hmm. And that's really, I think, really important to an audience. Yeah. If you're having fun, we're having more fun. Sorry. And you're playing solo and as part of... Well, Anders and I are playing an acoustic set where we take turns. Okay. And then we're playing two different rock and roll sets. Thank so if people you. want to get uh, tickets to the Park City Songwriter Festival, <laughs> parkcitysongwriterfestival.com, see what's still available at this time. Thank you so much for sitting in for this interview right now. Thank you. Have a great festival in Park City. Remember we're always happy to have you back. Remember to listen like a local, kpcw.org, 91.9 FM, 88.1 FM, 91.7 FM. It's a family affair. Yeah, it is a family wow. affair. He had all the, the, the frequencies <laughs> he, there. He hit it all. Thank you, Christy, for that interview. And uh, and Luther's playing tonight, is that right? Yes, he is. We're so excited. He'll be one of our headliners this evening at the Rockwell Listening Room, as well as with the North Mississippi All-Star tonight at the OP Rockwell as part of the Park City Songwriter Festival. All right. Well, yeah. I'm getting excited about this. We so, are, too. So you guys got, uh, you've got, what, how many venues? We have five venues okay. all along Main Street. Uh, the Spur, we have Flanagan's, we have The Cabin. O.P. Rockwell and the Rockwell Listing Room. All right, and those are all up and down Main Street. You can stumble into all of them, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, do you know where you're playing? To are you playing tonight, Errol? I am somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go to parkcitysongwriterfestival.com to find out. Nice. All right, we're going to tease that out there. And uh, and there are, there's still some tickets available? There are some, yeah. It's okay. been incredibly uh, received, so make sure you go get them. Yeah. And you have like one or two VIP tickets available. We've got available. some VIPs left. So, so let's see, how. What, if I wanted to go and splurge on some money and some VIP tickets, what do I get to do? You, dude, you get to do a lot. You get to get into every single show. Okay. We have over, uh, over 40 singer-songwriters with 50 number one songs represented. Songs of the year for CMAs and the Grammys. And going in and out of these venues to hear the stories behind the songs you know and love by the writers who wrote them. Awesome. Well, that that sounds amazing. Um, we're uh, we're gonna take a uh, part of this show as we let uh, we let everybody in town know about what's going on locally. So uh, we are gonna kick into our weekend events here uh, and uh, and let people know uh, what they got going on. So uh, you want to start us off here, Wendy? What the, what else is going on besides this amazing festival? Yes, uh, it's time to harvest the hops. Join Summit Land Conservancy for the Hops Festival. They've spent the summer exploring conserved open space and hops, and now it's time to harvest the bounty in preparation for their proprietary beer, Clothing Hoptional, which is <laughs> brewed, brewed by Wasatch Brew Pub from these local hops. They are meeting right now at the back stair of the Wasatch Brew Pub to divide the harvesting subgroups. Heads up and join them if you can. All right, and if you've uh, never really spent time at the iconic White Born, a.k.a. the McPollin Farm on 224, uh, well, there uh, is a guided tour happening today and tomorrow afternoon, which will take you on a journey of the farm's uses and homesteading to dairy farming and open space. Free shuttles are provided from PC Mark uh, because, of course, there's no parking at the barn. Uh, sign up online at pcrecreation.org. The annual, par annual parade of the USC Trojan Marching Band has been moved. Fight on. Yes, That's to Park Meadows Country Club, so pay attention to that. It has been moved. The reception and concert require pre-purchase tickets and are a celebration the night before the big University of Utah game, USC football game. Yep, we're playing BYU down in Provo. That should be fun. Uh, High West invites uh, those 21 and over to celebrate the West uh, and their American Prairie Reserve Party at the distillery in Wanshaw. The distillery supports the American Prairie Reserve efforts, creates uh, the largest nature preserve in the lower 48 states, and is honoring the National Bourbon Heritage Month with uh, this special harvest dinner, live music, and distillery tours. Uh, find out more for information and tickets. Visit parkcity.com, and it's on the event calendar. 
Habitat for Humanity's overall ball is tonight at Legacy Lodge. The fundraiser supports the efforts of Habitat for Humanity of Summit and Wasatch Counties. They suggest you wear denim and a hard um, to this upscale event. <coughs> Find all of the information about it at habitat-utah.org. All right, the Egyptian Theater is running a second and final weekend of Matilda, based on the beloved novel by Roald Dahl. It's packed with high-energy dance numbers and catchy songs with lots of girl power for audiences of all ages. The shows are Friday and Saturday, so tonight at uh, 7.30, and then Sunday at 6 p.m. For additional information, go to parkcityshows.com. Park City Film Series is showing Pavarotti this weekend at the Jim Santi Auditorium. The documentary lifts the curtain on the icon who brought opera to the people. Screenings are Friday and Saturday at 8 and Sunday at 6. I'll be there tonight. Yes. Uh, the Christian Center on Saturday of uh, Park City is holding their annual Hike for Hunger to raise awareness about hunger issues and about community efforts to feed locals while achieving a zero food waste. The event includes a chairlift ride from Snow Park, food, drinks, and live music and festival activities. You can pre-register on Facebook uh, event page or at ccofpc.org backslash hike for hunger. And also the Park City Songwriter Festival will continue throughout the weekend. And on Sunday, it's time for the annual Tour de Suds event hosted by Mountain Trails Foundation. This is a seven-mile mountain bike climb starting at Park City and finishing at the Skull Candy Party Station at Guardsman Pass. Costumes are very common. Prizes are awarded to the top finishers and the best dressed. The fun continues with the party in City Park. In case there are any doubts, e-bikes are not allowed. And uh, this Park City Sunday Market's got a few weeks left, so uh, get out there if you haven't checked out the Park City Sunday Market. Uh, performers at the markets this Sunday include the uh, Blue Zen Band, Patrick Ryan, and he's at the Spur. Uh, let's get back to the musicians at hand. Uh, sneaking into the studio while we were uh, we're telling you about the other weekend events is Matt Warren. Welcome, Matt. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. Sorry, let's uh, get you closer to that mic again, Matt. Uh, you're you're coming out of Nashville. Did you just get into town? I actually got into town on Tuesday okay. because two reasons. One is I was here in June, and I love it so much. I wanted to come and you know stay as long as I could. And then I always have trouble acclimating sometimes, and if I have to sing. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to get plenty of water, go ahead and get here. And so, nice. and then this guy right here, Aaron's here. And anytime I get to hang out with him for more than a couple of days, I'm, I'm jump on that opportunity. <laughs> awesome. So how long have you guys uh, been together or have you known each other? Uh, well, uh, how long have been? About eight years probably? Something like that? Yeah. Actually, the guy that's going to play after me yeah. introduced, introduced. Uh, Aaron and I. So. Wow. Yeah. It's like a big family reunion up here this weekend, and uh, and we get to all uh, enjoy the uh, the family. So do you all sit in on on each other's songs from time to time? Or? Well, that's what Often. the whole experience is about okay. at this Park City Songwriter Festival. Anytime you go to a songwriter in the round type of show, uh, is it's all about the interaction of the same language, and that language is music. And so all all, all this weekend, when you go to these shows, you'll see different songwriters sitting on stools with their guitars. Maybe knowing the songs next to him, and maybe not, but jumping in and singing harmony, picking and grinning, playing and solos, mm -hmm. and that's kind of what we do, man. We speak the same language. We're professional ad-libbers. There right? you go. <laughs> <That's> Excellent. <weird. laughs> yeah. Excellent. Uh, so is um, John Burdick. <laughs> yes, I have an improv company. <laughs> oh, do you? Right. Oh, we, we, we are improv as it gets. Yes. Right. Yeah, well, exactly. are you going to improv a song for us right now, or well, you know the words of this one? Well, <laughs> A little bit of both. Okay. <laughs> I, I am going to play a song that I wrote with my friends Hillary Lindsay and Gary Allen. And the song is called Every Storm Runs Out of Rain. It was my first number one song. And uh, I guess I'll play that for you. Wonderful. All right. So you're standing in the middle of the thunder and lightning I know you're feeling like you just can't win but you're trying it's hard to keep on keeping on when you're being pushed around Don't even know which way is up 
just keep spinning down, round, down. Every storm runs, runs out of the rain, just like every dark night turns into day. Every heartache, it will fade away, like every storm runs, runs out of Hold your head up and tell yourself that there's something more. Walk out that door, go find a new rose. Don't you be afraid of the thorns, cause we all have thorns. Just put your feet up to the edge, put your face in the wind. you free set you free every storm runs runs out of the range like every dark night turns into day every heartache it will fade away Support for KPCW comes from the Wasatch Brew Pub on top of Maine, serving pub fare and craft beer since 1986, offering a private event space, a dog-friendly seasonal patio, and weekend brunch. Wasatch Brew Pub. We drink our share and sell the rest. Wasatchbeers.com. So there's probably a smart speaker in your home. I don't want to say her name because I don't want to turn her on without your permission. I am married after all. Did you know you could ask her to play KPCW? You can listen to great music, news, and information no matter where you are. As long as you have that smart speaker or KPCW app on your phone or your laptop where you can stream us online. KPCW Radio isn't limited by our broadcast signal in Summit and Wasatch County. You can take us wherever you are in the world and listen like a local. And you are listening like a local to The Morning Mix. Hello. I'm John Burdick and... Uh, Wendy Gorley. Uh, sitting in for uh, Christy Dillaway, who's on assignment yeah. uh, right now. That song was amazing, and it was uh, nominated for the ACM Song of the Year. So, so yes, that, yeah. these, this is the caliber of artists that you can check out at the... Uh, songwriter festival but another festival is going on in town welcome uh, dave gremler uh here from autumn's aloft thank you uh you are bringing music to that festival is that correct i am yes <laughs> want to tell our get our, our listeners a little bit about what's going on with that well uh tomorrow right now we look out the window we can see some balloons flying right now they are taking off from uh the park Meadows golf course um Tomorrow morning we'll be at the North 40 Fields. Uh, take takeoff is about 8 a.m. 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Yeah, we suggest you get there 
7.15 or so, like, you know, get good parking and whatnot. But that's uh, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday night, we'll be here on Main Street with 12 baskets doing what we call a candlestick, which is just the baskets shooting flames up Ooh. from the burners. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Last year, we had eight balloons. This year, we'll have 12. And then I'll be set up in the little miners park playing music and shooting out some lasers and stuff like that. So, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So um, <laughs> when we have these candlestick baskets, are they lined up and down Main Street? Where, where They're going to go them? from uh, the post office up to Java Cow. Okay. Yeah, in that area. I think they're going to be 15 feet apart. Okay. And there's 12 wow. of them. So, yeah. And the, the, the street's going to be shut down for that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can, you can't really d- drive in between uh, no. burning balloons. <laughs> no, what we're going to do is uh, we've kind of got it choreographed with the, uh, the city. They're going to turn the lights off. As soon as the lights go off, then I've got a big siren and a big red beacon that's going to go off, and then they're all going to hit at the same time. Dang. It's going to be pretty, oh my. pretty dramatic, yeah. So, Dave, how does one choose music for a balloon festival? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Well, I'm pretty good at reading the crowd, so I do a lot of weddings and stuff like that, so... I just kind of, you know, in the mornings, especially over there at uh, the North 40, you're right there by Park Meadows. So I do a lot of easy listening type stuff, you know, sure. until everyone kind of gets woke up and, you know, <laughs> into the mood. And then I, I kind of kick it up a little bit. I play a lot of kids music, too. You know, did, kids. Did, uh, did you do this festival last year? Oh, yeah. I've done it every year since since it's come around again. Yeah. Nice. And, and that that's great. Uh I, I got to enjoy it a couple of years ago, right before I got married. I got married on the day of the festival. And oh, really? So my best man and I just went and watched all the balloons uh, launch and then uh, went over to the church and got hitched. So it was Fantastic. Launched. Well, it Start seems like, day. you know, the festival's a little later than than, uh, than we fly. Like, I work for a commercial uh, hot air balloon company, and we flew this morning. Oh, wow. And we're already done. And then you can see the guys out here now. So we're... We're a little ahead of them. So uh, I noticed that there were uh, multiple different styles of balloons. Can you let our listeners know a little bit about sure what the ones that are see? teardrops? Those are called race balloons, and uh, they can go up and down a lot faster. And when I say race, I don't mean for speed; it's more for accuracy. Oh, okay. So at the different uh, festivals, they'll come in and try and hit targets, and so with bean bags with their with their number on it. So. Uh, that's kind of and that's then, something uh, we're gonna see as I'm trying to hit targets. We or? will have targets, yeah. And um, then there's the shape balloons that are you know different. I think there's gonna be hopper tea frog and a gargoyle. There's also a uh, an owl <laughs> that's gonna be there. So some fun, uh, fun. And then the like regular that. shape balloon, you know, just the one that's uh, traditional. How long has this festival been going on? Well, it was years ago, and I think the last one was in '96, and then I believe this is our fifth year. Okay. Starting up again, yeah. Well, that's great. That's, that's And then how long have you been flying? Well, I'm not actually a pilot. I'm a ground crew. I'm okay. the, the crew chief for Skywalker Balloon Company, but I've been doing it 25 years. Wow. Yeah, I had an old roommate. Uh, wrangling those balloons is no easy task. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he used to do that. And ours is actually at 210,000 cubic feet, and it will uh, hold 10 passengers. The ones that you're seeing over here right now hold two to three people. They're about 70 or 90,000 cubic feet. Great. And the difference between what they do at the festivals and what we do is uh, the festivals is all about the spectators on the ground. So the balloons only go, you know, 500, 800 feet, something like that, just to stay around for, you know, photo ops and whatnot. And what we do is we try and go high. We go high and out. So this morning we took off from PC Mountain and flew all the way over to Triumph. Okay. Huh. That's the, and then you got to wrangle them. You got to just because I mean, as far as getting down, there's a general range in when they're going to hit. But you, you could be you could be 500 feet one way or the other, right? Depending oh, yeah, on yeah, wind yeah. conditions. Yeah, but we fly in in uh, relatively calm conditions here, not like they do other places. Right. You know, if the if the ground speed is up very much at all, we don't go. But we only really have this this uh, bowl to work with here. Mm-hmm. So you know, the difference between like valley flying. They don't go very high, but they go really far. They might go 10 miles, but only go 1,000 feet. We go four or 5,000 feet and only stay within this, this area right here. So. I used to live out in the basin, and uh, one Saturday morning we had a balloon land right in our backyard, and that was a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it great. It was pretty exciting. People love it. I mean, we fly in Heber quite a bit. That's where I live. And uh, some of the new neighborhoods in that will land, and there'll be 50 or 100 kids come out and help <laughs> us pack it up and stuff. So, And that's one thing I want to uh, mention is that at the festivals, uh, it's, it's really um, a good way for people to get involved and, and, and meet people. You can go right up to the balloons. They'll let you help them if they need any help. 
you know, if you see where they land, you can help them pack it up. Um, actually, on Saturday night when we're out here on Main Street with the uh, candlestick, for the first 15 minutes, we're going to do some things with music where they're going with the music. And then uh, the last 45 minutes, we'll just let everyone come and they can get in there and, and, and work the burners themselves, the kids. Oh, and wow. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> Sounds fun. Really that cool. does sound fun. Okay, let's go over the details again. So uh, the candlestick, when does that start? That is, uh, I'm going to start music about 7, Okay. and it goes till 9 right here on Main Street from, uh, like I said, from the uh, post office up to Java Cow. And then Saturday and Sunday mornings, uh, it's 8 o'clock is when we're suggesting the launch be uh, from the North 40 Fields. On both Saturday and Sunday, right yes, in the morning. Sir. Yep. All right, and uh, and how difficult is it for everybody to just kind of float there and hope they don't bump into each other? You know, they can bump into each other. That's really not a big deal. You oh, can't okay. have basket to envelope, basket to fabric, but you can have fabric to fabric. They can bump each other. I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> See, big, we learned something not new. Not a big deal at all. <laughs> and you know, a lot of places too, like you were saying that they landed by your house. Yes. We're going to see that here this weekend. If anybody leaves that, some people might land in the field. And again, that's because they don't go very high. Us landing, uh, doing commercial flights in the same place we took off is, is pretty rare. Right. But at the festivals, that happens quite a bit. So let's talk parking. I mean, how is that difficult? Is there, what do we, do we have any information on that? Um, I'm usually there when it's still dark, so I don't really see a lot of the parking going on, but I haven't heard of any. Any yeah, take the issues. bus, walk over there. Yeah, it's I mean, right, it, it's it right there. It seems to be pretty, okay. pretty well. There's not going to be. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's 248. There's no parking on 248. So. I know that you, you know, when you pull in, there's the schools and that, and then the high school, and I think they are doing some shuttling. I'm not sure. Okay. But there is signage for right. sure. Yeah, that'll be uh, early morning when you guys start it up. Mm-hmm. Well, that is great. I, I think uh, just to end, you were talking about how it ended up in your backyard. Mm-hmm. I remember a story about the first time they did these balloons. They, they landed somewhere in either France or in England. Do you know the, the background of this? Well, and, I can and tell they, you. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and they basically got charged by the, the local peasants. They, they, were, they thought they were these these things dropping out of the sky and they went and they, they tried to, they, they really thought that the, the balloons were some kind of, I don't know, devil type thing and they had to bribe them <laughs> well, with yeah, champagne. Well, yeah, actually I do know that uh, story. Okay. Uh, so the first, there was a, a paper company and they, they made a, a balloon uh-huh. and uh, they put some different animals in it and as it was flying, it was trailing smoke and, you know, it was making animal sounds. So <laughs> subsequently the farmers went and, you know, attacked Pitch it with forks. pitchforks and yep. whatnot. So, that's why we celebrate with champagne now. It's because <laughs> they started taking champagne with them and using it to, to lower over to the landowners because back then nobody could really read or write, but they could tell the king's logo on a, a bottle of champagne. The other reason for the champagne is the rim. It's easy to tie a string on and lower it down. So we, uh, uh, at, at the end of every flight, we have a champagne toast, and that's pretty much with anybody doing ballooning. Gotcha. Well, come check out these balloons. Thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to uh, how many people uh, request Fifth Dimension in, uh, up in my uh, my big air balloon or whatever, <laughs> right? I hear that once in a while. There's a guy in uh, <laughs> Reno that plays that at every flight when he takes off. So. Nice. All right. Well, this should be a really good time. I'm going to say the the music will probably be a lot more fun. So check it out tonight. Saturday night, I will not be playing as you're listening. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have people dancing in the street. Dancing in the street and uh, candle sticking the balloon baskets. Check it out right here on Main Street. Thank you so much, Dave, for stopping by. Have a good day. Did you know that Alpine Sports Physical Therapy is now part of the University of Utah Health? Whether you injured yourself biking or gardening, Alpine Sports Physical Therapy provides comprehensive and individualized physical therapy to care for any accident. And it's conveniently located at 1850 Sidewinder Park City. Learn more, 645-9095. University of Utah Health is a nonprofit organization and a KPCW supporter. Do you like what you hear on KPCW? Help support public radio in your community by donating on our website. It's easy. Go to kpcw.org and click the Donate button on the top right-hand side of the screen. Here at KPCW, we turn listeners into neighbors by keeping you informed on what's happening in your community. Show your KPCW love by donating on kpcw.org. 
All right, and as promised, we have a mystery artist that is uh, nice enough to show up right here in the studio. Aaron, who do we have here? Man, should we keep it a mystery or tell him? No, I'm kidding. No, we gotta tell. We gotta tell uh, the mystery who they're about to hear. This is uh, truly one of my favorite singer-songwriters, and uh, being able to be a part of bringing them out for the Park City Songwriter Festival, I've been able to program everything. And every single writer I brought are friends of mine, and this guy's no different. He is uh, one of the premier guys. He's written hit songs for Keith Urban and Toby Keith and... Then he has his own records that'll blow your mind. I'm excited for people to hear him this weekend and this morning. His name is Dave Pahanish, and he comes all the way from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's right. right. I mean, That's right. I mean, Welcome, it's Dave. Good to be here in the Park City. Right. Thank you. Not Beautiful. not many uh, not many singer songwriters out of Pittsburgh. So yeah. He's, he's, uh, <clears throat> well, there's a few. Is there? Is there? Is there? Yeah. Right. That's a big scene there. Few, I don't know of any, but there are. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rusted Root hails. From, oh, uh, that's Pittsburgh. right. There you go. Mind blowing. One of the best concerts I've ever seen. I felt like I was going to levitate when I saw it. <laughs> I wasn't even on any any drugs or anything. It was just the just music right there. was so unbelievable that I really felt like I was levitating when I saw it. And it was right <laughs> before they got signed and went, you know. What was the venue in? in uh... It's called the Graffiti. Probably hold about 500 people. Oh, they wow. packed it the second they started playing. They bring out the incense. They walk out on stage. Everybody's just the energy in the room. I can't even describe. I haven't seen anything like that since. Yeah. Wow. I went back. I canceled my gig the next night to go back to see him. I was that much in awe of them. Wow. There you well, go. Maybe well, someday you'll, you'll, you'll write Ruth, and, and play Iris, with them. A bunch of others. I, I mean, uh, Tommy James and the Shondells outside of Pittsburgh. Well, wow, look at that. I guess it does. Corbin and Hanner, country uh, songwriters and performers. And there's been a bunch through the years. Now, I know I'm missing some, but. Uh, that's What's great. his name? Uh, Norm Nord. Uh, no, yeah, Norm Nordini. Uh, there's another guy there. Pretty good. I want to mention, if I can, yeah. just a couple things before he before he plays about the festival. You know, obviously it starts today at three o'clock, and all the shows begin today at three. But tomorrow morning as well, I think is important to to speak up because it's an educational piece to yes. our to our mm. festival. And that are the workshops that we're that are open to the public. Uh, they're free and open to the public. Um, at the Rockwell Listening Room, we have. Former head of Warner Chapel, Judy Stakey, on how to write a better song. She discovered Sheryl Crow, Michelle Branch, Gavin DeGraw, and many, many other great writers, Katy Perry. Uh, then we have um, my buddy Jonathan Watkins, who's the head of uh, music supervision, how to get your songs into movies and TV. And lastly, Paul Worley, who is literally yeah. one of the most profound and prolific industry executives from running Sony BMG to many, many other, other labels and responsible for the Dixie Chicks and so many other great artists as who he's produced about how to make it in this day and age in the music business. So, listening room. And then my buddy Steve Seskin has been in your schools all week long with a program called Kids Write Songs. And uh, he's been in all these schools and on, at, from 10 to 1 at the Treasure Mountain Inn, he will be having an under-21 young songwriters workshop where... Again, free to, to those young songwriters and aspiring artists to come in and just be better at their craft. And he's a guy who is, has song, multiple songs of the year, and uh, he's given his life now to raise up the next generation of artists. So I wanted to make sure we announced that. And so all well. of that, again, where's your website? So people are driving around listening to this. Sure. They're going to get home, and they're, they're going to start Google searching this. Where do they go? We wanted to make it really simple. Park City, where we are, parkcitysongwriterfestival.com. Or go to Facebook and Instagram, which is Park City Songwriter Fest. Got it. And either one of those. Mm. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to tease you out here. Uh, we got a few minutes before we go to NPR. This has been a, a great uh, experience. It's made me excited about the festival this weekend. Thank you. And hopefully uh, this is the first of many that you guys Absolutely. will be doing here. Absolutely. Let us hope Can't that. Can't get rid of us now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so tell uh, our listeners a little bit about the song they're about to hear. Well, I'm going to play a song that I wrote uh, just before I got married to my beautiful wife. <laughs> and uh, just one from the heart. Wasn't looking to make any money from it, but I sure did. Makes <laughs> <laughs> it better. It was recorded that by hurts. Keith Urban a few years back. And, uh, I'll just play it. Do you know where I'm playing this? Uh, go to the Park City Songwriters Festival.com. Festival. Festival. My name is Dave Pahanish. We'd love for you to come see us. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Love you since the very first day When I caught you looking my way I saw you in a new way And up until you came along No one ever heard my song I was climbing with a bullet It's nice to have someone That's honest 
devoted But when it's said and done Girl, hope you know that The travel ain't the same It don't be nothing without you Fast cars, guitars Suddenly my little world has got a whole lot bigger There's people that I barely knew They love me cause I'm part of you It's tough to figure <laughs> Roadhouse Grill, Wasatch Brew Pub, San Francisco Design, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and Utah Properties. Here's 